Uh, and if, if you'd like to listen again or share these messages, they, they are available on our website uh, and then we're on a podcast feed. So if you, if you uh, have, pod, have a podcast app on your phone, you can, you can catch up with them there. So there's various different ways of listening to this stuff again. If, if you think it's worthwhile or helpful, you can do. Um, so today I'm going to start teaching um, uh, on communion, something we do each week. Been, I've been threatening to talk about this for quite some time now, and, and I've, I've going to launch into it. Um, I, I'm, I'm a little bit daunted by it, if I'm honest, because there's so much you could say, so many things that people think about it, and, and uh, different traditions that go on in, in, different, in different churches. And, and um, so there's, there's a lot to kind of get your head around, really. But I wanted to start today with, um, if you look on the front of our table, it says, this do in remembrance of me in quite nice, fancy writing there. Somebody, it seems, I'm sure the children would think that whoever wrote that speaks Yoda language because it's like, well, who says this do in remembrance of me? It's just not great English nowadays, but when, I'm guessing that comes from the King James translation, do this in remembrance of me is probably the modern translation. Uh, so we're going to look at that uh, today. We call it communion generally in this church don't we yeah in in some churches you would know it as the eucharist maybe more catholic churches uh some people call it the lord's supper um it's one of the few things that jesus said do this there's not many things actually jesus said like very sort of deliberately do this but actually this is one of the few things he said do this um and actually it should be something that unites god's family and sadly, I don't know how we've managed to do this. Well done, Christians. That through history of the church, we've managed to be something that we've made the sort of dividing point <laughs> between different denominations and um, one of them anyway. Um, so I, I hope this brings unity to us. I hope it's, um, for me, it's already been a journey of discovery and I hope it continues to be. And I pray it will be for us also um, that it may change us and shape us and may cause us to think and and be differently so i'm going to talk about the the beginnings of communion so i'm going to read you a short passage from matthew 26 if you if you have a bible you can turn there but i'm just going to read just a few verses from matthew 26 versing uh, verses 17 to 19 which says on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, go into the city to a certain man and tell him. The teacher says, my appointed time is near. I'm going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. So this was the preparation for what we call, um, has become known as the Last Supper, Jesus' last meal with his disciples. And this is where Jesus initiates what we call communion, taking the bread and the wine, the body and blood of Christ, and as it says on the front of this table, this do in remembrance of me. Um, And it's important to know, though, that the origins of what we do come from an annual Jewish festival called the festival uh the feast of unleavened bread and the passover meal would have been the the focal point of that festival and that meal 
was a meal where uh, the the Jewish people remembered and retold the story, and they still do today, uh, of how God rescued them from the Jewish people out of slavery in Egypt um, and took them through uh, the sea, part of the sea parted and they were, went on a journey towards the promised land and the sea came back down on the Egyptians and God, God did the salvation bit. Okay, um, and so that the meal, the Passover meal, remembers event in history, which actually was a defining point in the Israelites' history, in their identity, everything. It was a, it was a real meal, of, a sign of identity for them. So Jesus takes that meal, and he was Jewish, don't forget, so he was with his Jewish disciples. He takes this um, kind of Jew, the most Jewish of Jewish type meals, um, and he reorients it not around that story, uh, which would have been hundreds of years before them, he reorientates it around himself and what he's doing. So he takes his century-old tradition and gives it a new meaning, which I'm guessing would have been quite radical in those days, because that's like, hang on, what are you doing here? You're you're changing things. Well, we get a bit uppity if somebody changes the, the lines in a song or we start singing with a drum kit or something in church. Again, people fall out about these things. But I imagine this was a pretty radical thing Jesus was doing. Um, but anyway, the Passover meal, um, and we have, a long time ago, maybe we should do it again this Easter. Oh, no, I've said it now. Uh, we, we, we actually did a, a Passover meal, if some of you might remember. It's probably 10, 15 years ago. Um, and in the Passover meal there are many different elements that have significance and meaning. So, for instance, they will eat in this Passover meal, deliberately, they'll eat bitter herbs. Why? To remember the bitterness and the pain of slavery. So the meal is quite experiential. They, they have chopped up honey and... Fr- oh, sorry, not chopped up honey, you can't chop honey. They have chopped up fruit and honey, and you mix it together and you make this, this kind of sort of sticky, pasty type stuff. And that they eat to remember the mortar that they would have had to made to make the bricks out of in slavery in Egypt. Um, there's various different cups of wine which signify different things in the story. Um, there's unleavened bread where they remember that they left in a hurry. So they didn't have time for the bread to rise. So they, they, they eat the unleavened bread to remember that we, we left quickly. But also, they, and sometimes they break the bread to remember that they, the seas parted and they passed through the, the sea. So the, the, everything in the meal, there's nothing is just, oh, we're just going to eat that because we're hungry. Everything in the meal has a meaning and a significance and tells the story and you start to eat the story. So you taste um, and, and experience the, the, the elements of the story. Um, and so... It's a, it's a meal that engages the senses. It's a meal uh, that gives active participation for everybody involved. You actually get to be part of the story. Um, so keep all that in mind as we think about communion and what we do and what we eat. Because um, this is actually, I think, a big part of how uh, the Jewish people remember their story. Um, because... Remembering for them is not quite how we might think about remembering this thing that we're talking about today. Because let's, let's take, for example, First World War. We, every year, do we not? We remember on the 11th of November, 11-11, uh, we, at 11 o'clock, we remember that the 
the First World War came to an end there. And we, when we reflect back on all the, 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 the things that happened, the, the, the fighting in the trenches, the millions of people that, that died and lost their life, uh, the great, just, uh, the whole, the, the appalling nature of it all. And we, we might even sort of say, oh, yeah, but my great, 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 great uncle fought in the trenches um, and it must have been terrible. You, you, you start to think about things. We can read the accounts. We can look at pictures even. Um, but we can only really imagine what it was like because none of us were there. And I can say that with all, you know, I can say that pretty confidently, I think. None of us were there. There was a long time ago. It was a different world, really, then wasn't it? Um, although we see sort of echoes of that in our current world, but we can remember it, but we don't really connect with it personally. The Passover meal is different. They're telling a story, and, and during the story they tell the, the story, they'll say, some, they'll say it within the meal, they'll say, but tonight we, and then they'll say something happened. They don't say, on this night a long time ago they... Because we might say that about our ancestors, you know. Uh, you know, on this day, 100 years ago, my ancestors were in the trenches, possibly. But they will say, on this night, we... And what they do is they place themselves in the story as if it's happening right here and right now. That's how they remember it. And they say, this is happening to us. We are on... We're escaping Egypt. God is taking us out and we're going to go through. And as we eat this meal, we're going to go through the, the sea and it's going to part. And we're going to look over our shoulders and the Egyptians are going to go and it's going to come back on them. And we're going to come out the other side. And this is happening to us right here and right now as we're eating this meal. We are the people who escaped Egypt. This is happening to us. We are the ones led to freedom by the Lord. And I think that's important because otherwise this turns into something that we remember that happened to them. It's got really nothing to, that much to do with us. We're just kind of their ancestors a long time after. We don't remember them and what happened to them. We, remembered, we remember as if this is happening to us here and now. This is who we are. So that's how Passover works. And so with this in mind, there's... Think about what Jesus is doing and what he might mean when he says what he says to the disciples at the Last Supper. I'm going to skip to, to Luke now. This is in Luke chapter 22. And, and these are very familiar words. It says, and he took bread, part of this meal that I just described to you. He gave thanks and he broke it. <laughs> Notice, he broke it. That's the old story that he's retelling and remembering. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Not, now what he wasn't meaning, I don't think, is not try and think back, you know, and, and, and look at the painting that da Vinci did and sort of 2,000 years ago, a long time ago, in a place far, far and away, where people that are very different to me that I, I just can't... All of that, and remember that as if like it's, we're watching something on TV, like an old film in black and white. He's saying, remember in a way that this is happening now, presently, to us. Remember that we are his disciples. Look, just have a quick look around the room and just look, look at the disciples, you know? Yeah? We don't look like the Da Vinci painting, by the way. We're... Yeah? 
maybe some of you can lean your head this way if you want to try and pretend you are, but uh, that's, that's how they seem to be in those paintings. You know, we, when we share this meal, we are at that Passover with Christ. And the words that we read there, he speaks directly to us in person. We are the ones that are experiencing the work of Jesus. We are the ones who are being forgiven. We are the ones who are receiving the new covenant. We are the ones who are finding this new freedom that he brings. When we take communion, we're in that moment with those disciples, with us. And actually, as you, we've said before, you know, around the world, we, are, we share with all the other disciples of Jesus who are breaking bread together and all those who have broken bread over the last 2,000 years. It's almost like we tend to think of time that goes like this, you know, when one a line along the horizon. But actually, it's like when we take this meal, we turn history up on its side at right angles and it's all just happening at the same it's happening now if that makes sense it made sense to me this is who we are we're doing this in remembrance of jesus we place ourselves at the table with him and we're remembering we are them we are that 12 and maybe that's a good reason why we call it communion actually communion means to to share in common so we share in common with those disciples So Jesus himself, when we will take this, he says, he takes takes the bread and he gives thanks and he says to us, take, eat, this is my body. And Jesus himself, when we take this cup and gives thanks and says to us, this is my blood of the new covenant which is poured out for the many for the forgiveness of sins. Now, it's quite likely, just to finish off with, I'm thinking, you know, the Israelites at the time, they were told to do this, and they were thinking, do what? You know, and they just kind of, like, followed Moses, and it all worked out. Because I'm guessing most people in there were just like, yeah, okay, this is all a bit crazy. I mean, it would have been... And maybe years later, as they were re-eating this meal and re-remembering, they're thinking, oh, I see, I get it now. Goodness, at the time, I just thought we were going on a bit of a night hike or we were just kind of, you know, we were just following Moses and he took... Do you know, because not everybody's going to get it. We didn't have time... If they didn't have time to bake the bread properly, they didn't have time to explain to everybody, by the way, it's going to happen like this. They probably didn't quite get it. And I'm guessing that the disciples, when Jesus said, take, eat, this is my body... Come again? This is this old story that there's been, we've been doing this for quite a few years now. Why? What, what are you saying? This is my blood? I mean, those two things are quite strange to Jewish people. They, I mean, they're strange to us, but we've been particularly strange there. I'm sure they didn't quite get it, but maybe with hindsight, maybe even just the next year, they oh, this is what he was meaning. This is what he was doing. And I say that because I think... Sometimes we come to take communion and we just think, I'm not quite sure I get this. I'm not quite sure I understand really what's going on here. Because there is mystery involved, and we can get into this later, because is this literally Jesus' body? Or is it some kind of representation? What does it actually mean? What does it actually do? And I don't know anyone has really fully got their head around it, because I don't think it's mystery in a way. 
But at the same time, as we consider and, and talk about this more, I think we will start to appreciate it more. I hope so anyway. But for now, let us know this, that as we share this meal, we hear Jesus' words and we receive his body and his blood and the forgiveness and the new life and the new covenant that comes with it. So I'm going to pray and then Brian is going to come up and lead us uh, in communion. Lord Jesus, we're just so grateful that we can share and remember this meal with you. And I pray now, come Holy Spirit, and let us know that we are with you. This is true communion. That as we remember you, we remember you speaking to us now. That we know that we are your disciples and that we are your people. And even knit us together in your family with one another. that we stand here as we take this meal with Peter and John and James and, and all the disciples. So Lord, we pray, let this bread and this wine be the reality of your body and blood to us now in every way that you meant it to be. In Jesus' name, amen.